Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I hope that every one of you that need touch from God and healing from God received it while we were in the presence of God and worshiping. We're not going to give any special prayers. We've got a period where the glory is. You've got to know that this is my time. The water's been touched. I need to press in and get my get mine. Get mine. For all of those who have been faithful givers to the assembly, I want to bless you for your faithfulness. If you can, uh, we've got all the information for those who are on our website. You're streaming with us. You see it. There are several ways to give. Please use those ways. Take a moment, some point in our service, to sow a seed. I got to tell you, I have been always a good, a good consistent tither and sower of offering. But I told you in the past recently that God spoke to me about if I want something higher, if I want something different, if I want something deeper, uh, sow something to that. And so I made my list of the things that I believed that I needed God to do something extra. I want extra. And just started praying for those things and sowing seed. You find good ground and you sow your good seed into good ground someplace. Could be here, it could be a person. It's got to be good ground. Sow your good seed into good ground. God said you will receive an abundant return. And so we're hoping and praying that you are one of those folks who have seen the need to look at your list of things that you need extra for and sow a seed into that thing. I'm doing it and I'm already seeing the stuff happening beyond my wildest expectations. I'm seeing it happen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to go into the Word of God this morning. Hey, Assembly family. We're so excited that you chose to join us for worship this morning. If you're with us every week, or if this is your first time ever joining us for online worship, we are so excited to have you here. Would you take just a moment and fill out the Connect card that our online service host has dropped in the chat? We like to make giving incredibly easy here at the Assembly. You have three ways to give. You can give online at theassemblyflorence.org. You can navigate to the top right-hand corner if you're on a desktop and click on the Give Now button. If you're on a mobile device, tablet, or smartphone, you can click on the three lines for the menu, click the Give Now button. Both of those Give Now buttons are going to navigate you to our online giving platform. You can also give via text message. If you text the number 77977 with a message that says SC Assembly Give, all one word, you'll receive a link to our online giving platform. You can also give via mail, by mailing either a check or money order to The Assembly, 2925 West Palmetto Street, Florence, South Carolina, 29501. Again, thank you for giving to the assembly. Thank you for joining us. And we hope that the rest of this service blesses and encourages you. Port. We've still got uh, oil. Uh, if you have been focusing like myself on deliverance and breakthrough in your family, in your home, many of you have brought your own oil. And we prayed over it as leaders and blessed it. And we're asking that you get it and use it. In every area of attack, this is your front-line defense. Anoint and put up the shield. Put up the shield of faith. Put up the word of God. Invite the Holy Spirit to represent you. God said, I'm, Jesus said, I'm sending the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you into truth. I'm sending the Holy Spirit to, to protect and defend you. Would you use it? To the glory of God. Hallelujah. Get your envelopes ready. We're not going to take up the offering right now. But if you are needing, get an envelope. Do everything that you need to do. And at the end of the sermon, we will ask the ushers to pick that up.
Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. If you will, go back to the original text. 2 Samuel chapter 23, verses 8 through 12. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Reading from the New King James Version. These are the names of the mighty men whom David had. Joseph, Basabeth, the Tachmanite, chief among the captains. He was called Adino the Esnite because he had killed 800 men at one time. Verse 9, and after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite, one of the three mighty men of David, when they defied the Philistines who were gathered there for battle, and the men of Israel had retreated or run away. The folk that were supposed to be with them ran away. The folks that trained with them ran away. The guys who were supposed to be a part of the elite soldiership got out of Dodge. Not everybody that's training with you is ready for the same fight you're going into. Let me say that again. Not everybody that's training with you, they're in church, they're in Bible study together, they're at the prayer meetings, they're they are making phone calls and texts to encourage you. That's all well and good. But there are some fights, there are some, some, some parts of the defensive scheme of your life that you will have to be the only one standing. And you've got to understand that it's not just you. It's someone defending and standing by you that is better than a friend, better than a longtime associate, better than all your other Christian buddies, that God is standing right there with you. And that's got to be enough. It's got to be enough to drive out anxiety. It's got to be enough to drive away fears. It's got to be enough to put you in a calm state of mind because they can't defend you like God can. Verse 10, and this is where we launched out the sermon from last week. He arose and attacked the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand stuck to his sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. And the people returned after his victory only to plunder and pick up the spoil that was left. Isn't that beautiful? They run away when the battle is there, and as soon as the battle is won, they come back around to pat you on the back to help you pick up the spoil. Verse 11, And after him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Hararite. The Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils or something like barley or wheat we, in, this, in today's vernacular. So the people fled from the Philistines. So they've got a portion of land that they have toiled and gathered and planted and looked at as it grew up and flourished. And come harvest time, their enemies come in and rather than stand and defend what they toiled for, again, they run away. And here, verse 12, but he, he who, Shemak, the son of Agi, but he stationed himself in the middle of the field, defended it, and killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. I want you to notice that in both instances, when people left, when close friends left, when the person who had the call to defend that particular portion, who had the fight in them to do exactly what they were trained to do, stood up, being outnumbered, but trusting in God, God brought about a great victory. 
We talked about last week in the prologue that many times God blesses us with things. He extends his mercy and favor. We experience his goodness. We pray for it and receive his blessing. And then we lose it. We pray for a good job. We pray for healing. We pray for a good marriage or a better marriage. And then somehow we manage to lose it. There are some things we must do to stop this loss of blessing. And even better, to protect our portion of blessing from Satan's thievery. The very first point that I delivered last week after we decided what your portion is. What is your portion? I said your portion could be your destiny. Anything given to you, by, ordained by God for you to accomplish. Your, your, uh, your portion could be your giftings and your talents. Your portion would be your opportunities. Things that God, doors that God opens to you to become successful that, that, that could not have happened except he opened the door. Opportunities. Uh, we said uh, your portion could be achievements and successes. Things that, that you are able to do that your family didn't do. You were able to complete your education and get a bachelor's degree or a master's degree. And you were the first one in your family to do that. You were able to buy a home. You were able to buy your first new car. That nobody that you know of in your family has been able to buy a new home, build a new home, or purchase a new car. It's always been secondhand and hand down. But you got it. Your achievement and your successes. And so it was in our text that these three men talked about as the mighty men of David were sent to him. Almost none of the mighty men in David's troops were Israelites. And that's I've got to discuss that even more with, uh, with my mentor, uh, Bishop Williams, Dr. Williams, because he just finished a book that I believe everyone should read. And we'll talk more about that. Uh, but there seems to be a connection between anyone that is underprivileged in, a, in a, a very minority position. That when you are downtrodden and you feel, it doesn't matter whether you are pink, Chinese, black, or white. If you are feeling like a minority, if the position that you are in makes you feel ostracized and, and moved to the side, that God has a special place for you and special blessing for you if you will only determine that with God on my side, I'm going to be successful. With God on my side, I will walk in favor. With God on my side, I will have success. It does not matter who else is standing with me. If God be for me, Nobody will able, be able to stand against me. And when we say that, we don't mean that they will not stand and be insulting and aggressive to you. What we're saying, what we're saying is that it doesn't matter what they say in front of you, they will not be able to stop the tsunami of God's blessing in your life. It may look like they're winning, it may look like they are taking advantage of you. It may look like they have got the upper hand. How many times have you looked around and you've wondered, how come that sinner, I know this fella. He's a wrecked sinner. He does whatever he wants to do. Drinks, carouse, fornicates, adulterizes, and still he looks successful. He ain't that successful because he does not have eternal life on his resume. And there's so many other things that he doesn't have that we will not talk about today. Last week we said 
based on our story, based on our context of 2 Samuel, uh, that there are three points, and we did uh, last week we addressed one of them. The very first point, after what your portion is, we said that you and I have to be alert and stay alert because when God blesses you, the enemies will come. There's no invitation needed. They will invite themselves. They will attempt to crash your party, mess up your favor, derail your destiny. But you, as the promised son or daughter of God, have to make up your mind to do a couple of things. Number one, you have to make up your mind to walk in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit, inviting the Holy Spirit to permeate and saturate and run off of you will stop you from reacting. Reaction comes out of just a a fleshly, automatic, sinful retort. And we don't want to React. People react. If someone attempts to put their finger in your eye, your body reacts and moves its head. You don't have to tell your face to move out of the way. If you see a car coming or someone riding a bike and it's coming straight at you, when you see it, something in you automatically tells you to move out of the way. We don't want to just react because when it comes to sin, the adversary is so crafty and so messed up in his own mind that he does not encourage you to move out of harm's way. If the devil encouraged you to move out of harm's way, he would be lightened unto our God. And he's not. He's the exact opposite. So to stay in a position where your God can help you to actually behave like your head will behave when something is coming at it, you have to stay in a position where God can do the movement. If you leave it to yourself, you will not move out of the adversary's way. You will move right into his way and destruction will come. So our first point was, be alert. Because when God blesses you, the enemy will come. They toiled, they planted their field, they were doing great. Harvest time comes, and we said that they, because of the system, there were no treaties against across land barriers, there were no, no, no political divisions and agreed upon lines, no, 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 of territory. In this day, it was whatever you can fight for and take, it's yours. So they're standing there with their fields flourishing, ready for harvest, and the enemy would come in and attack because they had something good. If the enemy is attacking your life this morning, you're watching me, if the enemy has been attacking your life in a severe way, it is because there is potential, there is purpose, there is destiny that is about to explode in your life and from your life that he sees coming. He sees it coming and he wants to stop it and God says, all you've got to do is be alert and stay alert. What do I do to cause me to be alert and stay alert? I say, walk in the Spirit. Worship 
and get out of God's way. Oh, somebody's going to be hurt right there. Stay in a place of worship and get out of God's way. How do I get out of God's way? I leave every decision to God. I do not make a decision of defense or offense without asking God what he wants me to do. Commit your ways unto God completely. And he will do what? He will completely, wholeheartedly direct your path into good. And many of us even into great. I'd like to look at 1 Peter 5, 6 through 10 for a moment. 1 Peter. You, you, you've, got to, you've got to get this. 1 Peter Hallelujah. You've got to get this. First Peter 5. We're going to go into the next two. Uh, here it is. First Peter 5, 6 through 10. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your fears, your cares upon him, for he cares for you. I want to, I want to pause there for a moment. There is no better way to present yourself in humility before God than in repentance and worship. If you and I can stay in a place of complete repentance, God, I don't even know how I, I, I disobeyed you today. Some of the stuff I did, I didn't even realize. My flesh did it so, so reactively that I did not even realize how much I'd hurt you. But I'm repenting of it anyway. Once, once I empty myself of what is, is there to dig away and rot in my spirit, I have to fill it with something. Let me say this again. Because many of us have developed a great attitude of coming to God in humility and repenting. But we are continuing to be under severe attack because we don't fill the empty space with something new and needful. And that is worship. If you clear your spirit of iniquity and you repent, then you replace it with worship. If those two things are actively moving in your life every day, all day, you will naturally place yourself in a place of humility before God. So here is what it says. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, repentance and worship, right? And he will exalt you in due time, not in your time, in due time. Say, tell somebody, it's not in my time, it's in due time. He will exalt you in due time. I'm not responsible for the time. I'm just responsible for repentance and worship. And then he will do the exalting. He will do the, 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 the winning. He will do the success in me. He will create the victory for me. Verse 8, verse 7. Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Verse 8, be sober. Ah, remember what we said in point one. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. What do I have to do? Resist him. Stay steadfast in my faith. Knowing that the same suffering are experienced by my brotherhood in the world. 
But may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Walk in the spirit. Worship and get out of God's way. Walk in the spirit. Worship and get out of God's way. Worship, that is how you keep your alertness going. Number two. Number two. Strengthen your heart. Strengthen your heart. Strengthen your heart. How do I mean? Position and stabilize yourself. When I say strengthen your heart, I mean position yourself right, stabilize yourself right. Why? Because friends will flee. You've got to strengthen your heart in God. You have got to find your position in God. You've got to stabilize yourself in God. Why? Because in the heat of the battle, your friends will leave. Hopefully they all don't leave. But many of them will leave when you are under the most pressure. Part of the reason is each of your friends have their own pressure to deal with. Each of your companions have their own trouble to contend with. Each of your, your, your associates have their own issues to deal with. And so when you are in the middle of your fiercest fight, quite often they don't even have the energy to put into your fight, into helping you with your defense. And so they just run away. Others will run away because they were never really your friends. They were never really training with you. While you were hitting the punching bag in the spirit and actually sharpening yourself, they were shadow boxing. They look like they're sweating. They look like they're getting into the groove. But they were on the soft bag while you were hitting the heavy bag. And so when the battle really comes down and the fight really hits you, they're like, oh, I don't know about this. I'm just, I'm just going to stand up over here. They're not ready for your kind of fight. People are human. And the nature of humanness is to fail you at critical moments. Let me say that again. People are human. And the nature of being human, of humanity, is to fail at critical moments. It's part of our sinful DNA. You can't get mad. Even if you do in a moment, you've got you to calm down, especially if you're a child of God. You can't hold it against them forever. You can't let animosity build up in you. Why? Because you have got to understand, I've got to understand that they are human. And if I put my strength in humanity, that is up, that, that I'm the one at fault. If I put my trust in humanness, that, then I am at fault. If I put my, 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 my soul dependence on my best friend and they fail, I am partly to, to blame. Because God says, I am the only one you can trust completely. I am the only one that you can trust implicitly. I am the only one that you can trust and be sure that I'm not going to go back on my word and I am not going to leave you lonely. So, you got to see what these men of David did. When the enemy came in, the strength of their heart was on reflecting what they had already done. 
They did not kill. See, let's, let's go back to the beginning for a moment and see, and see why they're being called mighty men. They weren't called mighty men because someone in the neighborhood decided to give them a nickname. They did not become mighty men because somebody decided that that, that word, whoever their name was, sounds like a good nickname. They became mighty men because of exploits before they became mighty men. Okay, somebody didn't get that. Josabeth, or, or jo, uh, Joseph Basabeth, the Tachmanite, chief among the captains, he was called Adino the Hesnite because he had killed 800 men at one time. That's what he did before he became a mighty man of David. So based on that, he now stands. And when the fight comes, everyone leaves. But because he had the experience of fighting intensely before, he stands his ground with David. And they fight, and then God gave him victory. You've got to be ready and willing to stand before God can help you get a victory. Oh, my gosh. My dad always said to me, son, you cannot push a wet noodle. If you try to push a wet noodle straight, it will not go in. Why? Because a wet noodle all moves wherever it wants to go. It does not have good direction. It can't stand firm because it's a wet noodle. You can't push a wet noodle. That's what we're talking about here. That you, not only do you have to be alert, stay alert, because your enemies are going to come, but you have to strengthen your heart. Strengthen your heart. Secure your position with God. Secure your position. Stabilize yourself with God. On a daily basis, let the word of God be put in you in some way, in some form. Get the word of God in you and pray. Pray in the spirit. These things create stability so that you will not be the next one running away when the enemy tries to steal your lentils. I've got two verses that I'd like to read for you. 1 Samuel 30 and 6. 1 Samuel 30 and 6. 1 Samuel 30 and 6. It says, Now David was in great distress, for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people were grieved. Let me give you a quick recap here. David was going out with all of his mighty men and defending and winning and doing great things. On one occasion, one of the enemies that they've been attacking and getting victory over doubles back and goes to his, David's own village, David's own camp at Ziklag, and tears everything up, burns everything down while they were out fighting. And then took their wives and their children and everything that was close to them and took them off. They come back home ready to celebrate the victory that they just had. And they walk in to this mess. The enemy has taken everything that belongs to them and burn all their stuff down. Sometimes your friends will only be able to go so far with you in the fight. You will have friends that will leave you at the beginning of the fight. Before the fight even starts, they're going to run away. But there will be also friends that are with you in the fight. They start the fight with you. They are right there defending with you. But something happens to take the attack to another level. And when that happens, that's when they fall by the wayside. As a matter of fact, in this case, they didn't just walk away. They got angry with David. Let me, let me, let me, you got, you got to get this in you. You've got to get this in you. Some of your friends are going to just walk away. Others are going to fight with you 
And they think because you and them are praying together, because you and them have devotions together, because you and them uh, uh, go into to, uh, power up in the morning and you all get the same food and you're all saying, praise God, hallelujah, I feel the glory. When the attack comes, if it happens to them too, Something messed up in their spiritual head has been telling them the wrong thing. And here's what's been telling them. Because you've been dedicated, because you've been committed, because you've been tithing, because you've been doing this and fellowshipping, because you've been reading the Bible, because you've been praying, you are not supposed to be attacked. And because that's, that's the preconception in their mind, when the attack comes and the adversary doubles back, to test them now. They don't just walk away, but they will walk away from you angry. They may even want to hurt you. They will blame you for the bad that's happening to them. This is what happened to David right here. And when they, his own men, were so much in pain and so hurt because they weren't expecting attack on their own lives, their own family, their own folk. They got upset with David and wanted to stone him and kill him and blame him for what they were going through. Oh, guys, let me tell you, there are going to be people in your life that will want to blame you for what they're going through. They will want to hate you for what they're going through. They want to talk bad about you because of what they're going through. They will want to make, try to make a connection between their bad and what you contributed. And most of the time, you have nothing to do with it. You've been walking through just like they have. You got to know that when this happens, it is not the time to react. It is not the time to say, well, if you're going to say that about me, then I know something about you. I'm going to tell the whole world. Mm -mm. It is not the time to react. It is the time to respond under the influence of the Holy Spirit in you. When this happened to David, he got with God and cried out and then said, I'm encouraged myself in God. You have to make a decision, guys. You have to make a decision. Your victory will come. It may not come when you think it should. Your victory will not come at the time that you think it should. But God said, I'm going to give you your victory. I'm going to give you victory. I'm going to give you a great victory. I'm going to give you a bodacious victory. It's going to come, but it will not come in your time. It's going to come in my time. And ye shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in its season. Hallelujah. Somebody better get happy. You're watching us right now, and you better start taking God for, thank God for your season. I don't know when my season is, but I see something that looks like a good season. I don't know when my time is, sorry. I don't know when my time is. I feel a good season coming in. I feel a good season coming in. I feel the summer coming. It's changing from fall to spring. I feel it. But I don't know when the time of full release is going to happen. But I'm going to give you praise anyway. I'm going to worship you anyway. I'm going to thank you anyway. I'm going to stand my ground anyway. I'm going to take my position anyway. I'm going to hold my place of worship. I'm going to speak the word. I will not give in. I will not give up. Why? Because God is my refuge and my strength. And every present help in trouble. Hallelujah. You got to know he's there with you. You got to know he's there with you. During our last Power Up on uh, Friday, we talked about, there was a verse, I forget the verse we referenced, but it, it had the word rejoicing and joy together. I will rejoice in God and I will take joy in the Lord of my salvation. 
And it sounds weird to have both rejoice and joy in the same passage, same, same sentence. But as we, we investigated some more, there's a word, a, a Hebrew word called alas, A-L-A-S. And that word means to rejoice, not just in your, to, to, be, to have joy, not just in your spirit. How many of you know that quite often you could have joy inside, but people still think you wore out? Has that ever happened to anybody? It's happened to me many times in the physical, in that because of years of rubbing my eyes from allergies, rubbing my eyes rather than putting drops in, my eyes developed little bags on the bottom. And it got so irritating to me that I would get, have a good night's sleep, I would wake up refreshed, wash my face, take a good bath, put my clothes on, and the first person I, 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 can, I see and meet and greet, they said, how you doing, Pastor? You look a little tired. I'm not tired. Nothing is wrong with me. These bags are, are here for me rubbing my eyes too much. But I am fully awake. My spirit is a, is a rush. I'm ready for the world. Has that happened to you emotionally or even spiritually? Where you have got joy in you, you're not under stress or anxiety, but somehow your face still looks a little like something's wrong. When the Bible put joy and rejoice and joy together, and I forgot the reference, it's on our, our power up on Fridays. You can look back last Friday. What it means that you have made a decision, <laughs> you have made a decision to have the joy of God that is inside show on the outside. That God comes and fills you on the inside, but you have to make a decision on the outside. <laughs> Woo! You know, I did not realize that when the joy of God came into me, that I still had work to do. <laughs> and that work takes commitment. That work takes practice. So what I do now, and I've been practicing it, I practice to have a pleasant face. I literally will go in front of my mirror and I say, you are not down. You are either up or getting up, Andrew. Where's your up face? And I will practice. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. This is my up face. Hallelujah. If I don't pay attention to keeping that, that's the work. Because I know what I'm feeling inside. I know God's got me in a good place. But I got to make my flesh do exactly what my spirit is, is feeling. And so I put that smile on my face. I said, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I know flesh, you don't want to smile, but you're going to smile today. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You don't feel, you don't feel like you should look, be looking all this good, but you're going to look good today because the glory of God is on you, flesh. Hallelujah. And I put that smile on my face and I make myself happy in the Lord. I make myself happy in the Lord. I show everyone that's looking at me that I am a representative of God. I am an ambassador of Jesus. Jesus Christ, and I am not going to allow the adversary to let you look at me and think I'm down when I'm really up. No, sir. I will encourage myself in the Lord. Hallelujah. In the midst of all this mess going on, in the midst of folks wanting to, I mean, stone him down, put him out, David said, I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. <sighs> My Lord. Be alert. Stay alert. Strengthen your heart. Position and stabilize yourself. I want you to see where I got that from. 
said verse 12 of our scripture reading, our text. Verse 11 said, after him was Shemach, the son of Agi, the Hararite. The Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So the people fled from the Philistines. The folks that planted it, the folks that put it in the ground, the folks that watched it grow and it was ready to be reaped, they fled. Here it is. But he stationed himself where? In the middle of the field and defended it and killed the Philistines. He had a plan going in, guys. The plan was, this whole field belongs to me. And I'm going to defend it from the middle going out. I'm not big enough. It's not enough of me to run around the edges and try to beat the enemy off. You got to be wise. Don't let the adversary make you to behave and act and think unwisely so that you do so much stuff and you go, and when you finish, you haven't done anything. Station your heart and your mind and your spirit in the right place so you can defend your portion. He stood in the middle of the field and say, come on, y'all go ahead and attack. Go ahead. I'm ready for you. I got God inside of me. I've got God inside of me. He's, look, he's defending me in the front and he's watching me behind. And you will not win because we are, have taken the right position to defend. So I said, be alert, number one. Strengthen your heart by finding the right position and stabilize yourself ready to defend your portion when everyone else leaves you. Romans 4.19 says, and we're ending here. We're ending here. Romans 4.19 says, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Somebody's got to got to get this and take them home and then go back and chew on it. Four, Romans 4, 19 through 21. And not being weak, he did not consider his own body. Who we're talking about here? Abraham. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body and not being weak in faith and not being weak in his trust and not being weak in his commitment to God and not being weak in knowing that God's going to make a way and not being weak in understanding that God's got everything in his hand and I can't lose if I continue to hold on to him. And not being weak in his faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, who was just behind, he did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what God had promised, he's able to perform. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you going to stand in faith holding your position this morning? <laughs> Are you going to stand up and say, the devil, I know I, you can put any kind of facts in front of me. I don't care what facts you throw up in my face. I don't care. How many of you know that the devil loves facts? He will throw every kind of fact in front of your face. But you and I have to be people of truth. Every time the adversary comes to me with a fact, I say, but the word of God says this. You know, my, my client, one of my clients said to me last week, just in the middle of nowhere, from nowhere, they said, you know, just because you, you got COVID before, doesn't mean you can't get it again. 
trying to sow some negative into my mind that could affect my faith. And I said, COVID or no COVID, get it before or don't get it before. I am not, I am not believing that I could get it again. I'm not receiving it. If God allows me to get it again, that's between God and himself. Did you hear me? It's between God and himself. But I'm standing on his promise. By his stripes, I'm healed. Before I get sick, I'm healed. Before I go down, I'm up. Before anything happens, God has already helped me. I'm standing on the word of God. By your stripes, I'm healed. If I pray, believing you, you, God, will represent me. You, God, will deliver me. You, God, will help me. Whatever the facts are, I'm going to stand on the word of God. And the devil could point a finger at God and try to make him a liar, but it ain't going to go. It's not going to go forward. This morning, I am encouraging you to defend your portion. Defend your portion. Defend your portion. Don't let the devil steal it. Don't let people tempt you and give you, get you to flesh out, get you to, re to react. You want to respond as a child of God. You want to always be responding with the word. You always, when the, when the devil came up to Jesus after he was put into the wilderness for 40 days, every, at every junction, the devil comes and tries to make him react. Oh, you're the son of God. You can throw yourself down from here and nothing will happen to you. Go ahead and throw yourself down. Angels will come and scoop you up. Those are all facts. It absolutely is the truth. If he had done that, angels would come to his rescue. But the truth is, we don't live by what you say, Satan. We live by the word. We live by the word of God. I live by the word of God this morning. Come on. Hallelujah. Speak to yourself as we close out. I, I live by the word of God. I live by the promises of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I will defend my portion with the word of God. I'm going to defend my portion with the word of God. Lord, you are Jehovah. Ah, Jireh, my provider. I am never down. I'm always up or getting up. Lord, I am never out of food. I'm always got food or getting food because you are my manna. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you this morning. We thank you this morning, Lord, for being our, our refuge and strength. You're our strength, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're Islami, Jehovah Islami, our strength. Woo! Father, we thank you. I thank you this morning as your servant for allowing me the opportunity to sow into the lives of your children. That tenacity that says, I will stay alert. God's going to help me to be alert. I'm going to look out for you, Roaring Lion. And I will not allow myself to react. I'm going to respond to you under the power and the leading of the Holy Spirit in me. Devil, I'm talking to you. I will not, I will not, I will not run from your attack. I'm going to position myself right in the place where God wants me, I'm going to stand in the middle of my circumstance. I'm going to hold my, 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 my sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I'm going to put on my shield of faith. And I'm going to put on the complete armor of God. And I'm going to fight you down to now until you decide to walk away. Because God is my refuge and strength. Father, we thank you today for your goodness that continues to work on us. Work on us in Jesus' name. Work on us. Father, right now, as we take your word and we go to our homes, we ask God that you will stir it up in us. Revive us through it all week. Keep us on fire and tenacious, oh God, for more of you.
We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We like to do two things. One is, I'd like the ushers to get ready to take up anything that you would like to give to God. And as I'm speaking to those who are watching us online, that you have, you know, you know it's your time. Today is the day that you're supposed to accept Jesus as your Savior. You don't know what tomorrow brings. Today may be your last day. You're here in the congregation. You're, you're a backslidden or you've never accepted Jesus. I want you to do that right now. I cannot help you taste Jesus. Just like I can't help you taste my mama's curry chicken. You got to taste it for yourself. It doesn't matter how much I scream about how her curry chicken's good. If you don't taste it, you never will know. So I'm inviting you to taste and see that God is good. Will you repeat after me? Dear Father, Jesus, I come before you presenting myself in all of its sin, with all of its iniquity, and I'm asking you to forgive me. Forgive me of all the filth. Forgive me of all the mess. I repent of it all. I repent of it all. And I ask you, God, through the blood of your son, Jesus, to come into my heart and flourish me with salvation. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You're my brother. You're my sister from this point on. You and I are blood brothers, blood sisters. We ask you, if you're online with us, that you would get over to the info page and you will send us some information about yourself that would allow us to get connected with you. We want to see you grow. We want to see you mature. We want to see you flourish in God. Hallelujah. If you've got something, you've got all the ways to give online. I'm going to ask our ushers to just walk through in the next two minutes, pick up whatever God's people want to bless uh, his ministry with, and then we will close out. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, for you alone, you do miracles. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. For you are great. You do miracles so great there is no one else like you there is no one else like you would you stand with me you deserve the glory you deserve the glory yes Lord and the honor <clears throat> Come on. Thank him for his keeping power as we leave. Oh, and the honor. thank you for bringing us together again to be able to worship give you praise give you honor hear the word fellowship we thank you for our ability to connect with our brothers on media and still feel the glory of God 
whether we were here or sitting at home listening. To you be all glory and praise. As we leave this place, we sanctify ourselves. We purify ourselves before you. We consecrate ourselves to you. And we ask God that you continue to use us as your instruments, God. As your vessels. As your conduits. Take glory and honor and praise. Cover us as we go. Bring us back on Wednesday for Bible study. And oh God, energize us tomorrow morning at 6 p.m. for Power Up on our streaming network. We thank you again for everything you've done. Take on in glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. So good to have every one of you here. Have an awesome Sunday afternoon. See you later this week. We still have oil available. If you haven't gotten a bottle of oil, we've prayed over these. You can get your bottle of oil. Take it home with you.